Let's go. The song never gets old. It's so good. <laughs> so it just gets me amped. Let's like, talk let's, about money. Let's go run a. Let's go run a mile. Yeah. Let's do some power lifting. Which is real funny because I've thought about changing the name of this podcast to Mindful Money. Mindful Money, yeah. With a soundtrack like this, it would be kind of unexpected. <laughs> like when you think Mindful Money, you're probably thinking, you know, some soothing music. Yeah. But, and then this comes in. I was like, hey, these guys are happening. Oh, there you go. That's the positive take. Yes. (laughs) Hey, everybody, you're listening to Budgeting Redefined for now. Um, But you know, you're listening to Budgeting Redefined. This is episode 10. Today is January 23rd, 2020. Um, I'm here with Dan Seataller. My name is Drew Adams. And together we are the co-founders of Weekly. Um, It's an app that helps you stick to a budget by making it simple to understand what you have to spend. And in this podcast, we like to talk about the art and science of spending money in and budgeting. So, Dan, last time we were talking about things that you need to cut out of your life in 2020. Yes, I like that. And kind of an offshoot of that thought is like getting rid of actual things in your house. And so recently I've been going through some old stuff and thinking about the problem of selling old stuff yes. at your house. So you have this thing that still may be useful, but like you said last time, there's a season for it in your life. Yeah. <laughs> right out of <laughs> I really uh, thought about that since yeah, you said it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, maybe this season for this thing is over. But it cost me money at some point in my life. And if I can recoup some of that money, that would be cool, right? Right. One of the core values of the Boy Scouts of America when my son was going through the Boy Scouts of America was thriftiness. Yeah. It's a, it's a value. So be yeah. thrifty. Find the money in these, in these things that you could sell. But the actual practice of getting something and selling it to somebody is can be time-consuming. So I thought we'd just quickly go down this road. Have you tried to sell something used at your house and was it su- successful? Yeah. So I have a couple of stories for that. But I, I, I wanted to touch on like kind of the incentive. So there's the financial incentive of selling something, right? You get some money back. But I also have the... the um, um, eco-friendly kind of mindset, oh, like yeah. helping the environment and like manufacturing less stuff by selling the stuff I own rather than just throwing it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's another thing that kind of drives me, but it is, it is a challenging thing. Some things are, are easier to sell if it's a, a higher ticket item, a higher dollar amount, you know, when you bought it and you're willing to sell it for like, 60% or less than what you paid for it. And it's in relatively good condition and it's new. Those things are a little bit easier. So for example, last year for Christmas, we bought our daughter's hoverboards. It's like pink and purple, uh, hoverboards. It's like a, a segue without a handle. You know, it's just, you just, the, the board and you just stand on it and you lean forward and it, the motors it has a motor. turn the wheels and it pushes you forward and I've seen backwards those, and those you spin fun. around. Yeah, they are very fun. Okay. They, yeah. They, so those were a blast, but it's like anything, you know, we, we bought them and the girls loved them and they, they played with them a lot for the first few weeks and then they played with them a little less over the next few months. And then they played with them a couple times in the summer 
And by the time the next winter rolled around, like they were back in the um, back of the garage somewhere, you know, like it's and they're still cool. But it's like, I don't know. We just aren't using them. So we had this idea Uh to um, uh, like just like you were saying, trying to eliminate um, like we talked about last time, eliminating some of the stuff in our lives. So part of our idea for Christmas this year was to sell these uh, hoverboards and let our girls have the money you know, cause they're, they're hoverboards. So they get the money and then encourage them to use that for gifts for Christmas this year. Okay. And so we did exactly that. And kind it of- was, it was kind of a pain actually. <laughs> it was bad. Like we posted them on offer up, which is an app that didn't even have, didn't I even didn't have even that know. listed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my wife found it, she posted it in there and, um, we got a, a number of people that wanted to buy uh, the hoverboards. And what we found is that people always offer you about 80%, 80 to 90% of what you ask for. Mm. So we always ask for like 110 if we hope to get a hundred dollars out of it. Mm. Right. And that's exactly what we found. People off- offered us like 90 or a hundred dollars. Um, and man had some rough experiences with that one. So what? there was one lady that w- like really wanted to, um, buy the hoverboards and she was texting us about it and she was like really want to really interested was going to drive up from raleigh meet me at work in durham and um so and she even said like you just made a little girl's christmas i was like all right this is this is great so i brought him into work with me which is kind of a pain you know i had to take the car i usually take the bus and got it worked out and then i met her at lunchtime and as soon as she saw them, she was like, oh, these are these are not in good enough condition. Like, I'm not going to buy these. And it was wow. like a 10-second conversation. She was out of there. Wow. And I was so shocked. I was like, you drove up here from Raleigh. I, there was pictures of them online. It's not like we were concealing something. But she just, she wasn't having it. So we went through, we had another, this is turning into a long story. Keep going, yeah. <laughs> but we had another person who wanted to buy them and was like, all right, well, I'll meet you at this McDonald's up in Hillsboro where we live. We go to that McDonald's, nobody, this guy's name was like, um, Jose or something. And so we're like looking around for the car he was in, didn't see anybody. And it's kind of weird because it's like six 30 at night. It's dark. Yeah. It's McDonald's. And we're kind of like peeking in people's cars that are like just parked in McDonald's. We're like, are you Jose <laughs> you know, kind of looking around? Like, do you describe yourself? I'm the guy with the such and such a car. Look for me. Yeah. So I think once you get to that point, like once you're there, you say like what kind of car you have. I don't think we even knew that at this point. So we were just looking in anybody who looked like they might just be waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He never showed. That was just a no show. We spent 20 minutes circling around looking for him and he just went radio silence and nothing uh-huh so eventually we did sell them for i think 50 dollars each um to a guy at that same mcdonald's somebody mm-hmm. came picked him up was totally happy with him in fact our daughters gave him a little demo like rode him in the parking lot and he was like he's he great huh. and sold him and it was good so so it was a hundred a hundred dollars yeah 50 bucks each so how much time do you think you spent Getting it online, talking with people, and then eventually selling yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good question. I would probably guess it took about two hours. <laughs> two hours. That's pretty reasonable, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, for that for that particular item. You know, and for $100, you know, that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. 
if you have like a ten dollar pottery pot yeah that's like i don't know <laughs> it's 10 minutes and 15 minutes yeah. half an hour an hour then it's like i don't yeah. i don't know yeah like too i i would thought with you bringing it into work and meeting up with people at work and then getting it online and meeting someone at mcdonald's it would have been more than two hours time but like, yeah i, I mean it kind of depends you know there there was like the additional inconvenience right so like i had to to drive our car we just operate with one car in our family yeah. so i had to drive that into work so my wife didn't have a car that day yeah. so if i take that eight hours i was at work i could get this up to 10 <laughs> hours you know it's definitely some other inconveniences but the funniest thing that i think i've sold out of my house using online was like a wine rack like and it wasn't a nice wine rack it was more like this hmm. i mean it was a it was okay ryan wine rack but you might get it for 25 bucks or something like, like this new. And, yeah, like okay. new, and I, I think I sold it for ten dollars or something. But they yeah. drove to my house and picked it up, and yeah. it was okay. Yeah. Um, and then one time I sold like a a big stroller, like a double stroller. It was really big, and it was it was nice, and it was like sixty bucks or whatever. Um, and then one time I bought a bunch of stools from somebody, but it was your experience talking about being in the parking lot. It's kind of like well. Are you the person with the thing? And then you meet them yeah. over there, and then everybody's like, "Okay, are you looking for the stools? <laughs> stools? A... Stools? No, 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 no stools. Okay, never mind." Um, but yeah, it's got me thinking. There's now like it used to be Craigslist was the way I would yeah. put things. Have you ever listed something on Craigslist? Uh-huh. And it was really quite difficult. Like mm-hmm. you had to take a picture, you had to upload the picture to the computer, and I think if you download an add-on maybe you could do it from your mobile phone but then you have to put it on there put a description Mm -hmm. get it on craigslist and craigslist is kind of a wild wild west of different things you're hearing from different people and so it takes a it took a long time so then facebook marketplace has kind of been an effective way to to get things out there um i almost sold like a foosball table on on that but <laughs> I love that. I almost oh. sold something. Well, on that's there. The, does this happen to you? This probably doesn't happen. This is probably just a me thing. But when you list something and someone else wants it, you start to take another look at it, and you're like, oh, maybe this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I have listed stuff happened? before, and then immediately get like three or four offers, and I'm like, whoa, I under I undervalued that thing, and uh-huh. I like take it off and repost it at a higher dollar amount. I have uh-huh. done that before, and has that worked? Yeah. Yeah, it worked really good. Um, so when I was in Utah, I there's um, a news site called KSL. It's a, a, not just a site, but a, a news uh, organization. But they have a classifieds portion of their website, KSL classifieds. And it's like what people use in Utah. That's just the thing, at least three years ago when we were living there. And, and we sold lots of stuff on there. Um, one of them was like... Uh, an acoustic guitar. I think I got it for like $250 or something. So it was like, it wasn't like super inexpensive, but not like way high end. And I don't remember what I posted it for 85 or something, but I immediately had like four or five people being like, I will come pick that up right now. Okay. And I was like, I think I could raise the price on this a little bit. And I did. I think I raised it to like 130 or something and reposted it. And then I had like one person reach out in the next 24 hours and sold it to them. And Supply and demand. Yeah. I actually, in that case, had a guy send a, a courier, somebody like doing errands for him to pick it up. And he was like, don't be weirded out. I do it all the time. It's just the courier going to pick it up. Wow. That was cool. Huh. 
I did, I did have a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. So when you post something online, there's the convenience factor of having them come pick it up from your house. Yeah. But there's also like, to me, the little bit of the risk of like, they know where you live now, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong with the product or just kind of the, the overall, I know you're not big into this, which mm-hmm. is why I'm asking, but like just kind of the overall vibe of like some random stranger knowing no, where you live, mm-hmm. but it does cross my mind, and that's why I think I like the Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm. piece yeah. because we're all on Facebook, and if they're interested, you can click on their profile, and you can sort of see, yeah, you can more get preview. comfortable with this as as a real person. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the only person that does that, but mm-hmm. I, I just like okay, this is this is a person, you know, it's good, everything's fine, and so I'll share right. my, my location. Um, we did sell a girl's bike, and that was satisfying because the little girl came and rode the bike and was really excited. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. that similar experience where, like, ah, oh, you're going to make my kid's day. Like yeah. the one, the woman who didn't actually end up right. buying it, but this actually ended up working because they <laughs> bought – and it was nice to give this bike to someone yeah. for pretty cheap, but, you know, to – you know, the girl was really yeah, happy. Yeah, it's good for everybody. It was nice. Yeah. So, you know what seems really, like – Yard sale, like, sorry, you know what seems really like an, a good idea, but in actuality will never really happen is a yard sale. I mean, would you? Yes, I, I totally agree. It seems like that was used to be the way to get rid of stuff, but we, have you it, ever done a yard sale to get rid of stuff at your house? We, When we moved from Utah, I kind of remember setting up like basically everything we didn't want to bring with us in the garage. So this was like a modified yard sale. It wasn't like Saturday morning we put up a bunch of signs and we're like sitting out there for five hours just hoping people drive by. But like as – I can't remember exactly how we did it. If like friends and neighbors walked through or something, it was just like kind of available. Um, In our neighborhood this spring or or I guess last last year in the spring or summertime, there was like five houses that did a yard sale on the same day. And I'm, I'm assuming they just communicated on Facebook and like somebody brought it up and then they all kind of got the momentum, which I think could maybe produce more traffic, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, I think, the biggest challenge with the yard sale is just getting enough people. Mm-hmm. But then also like, it seems like in my mind, a lot of the stuff you sell at a yard sale is like under a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, we're just trying to get rid of this. Yeah. The... um. What I would love is if there's this there's this one store in Durham near near Duke, and it's a consignment store, and you can go there and you can bring your stuff, all, you can bring all of your stuff, and they will take it and they will price it and they will put it into their consignment store, and they'll sell it. They'll send you a check and then they send you. Um, the money, uh, and then they, they send, they do all that stuff for you. To me, that really? seems like the ideal scenario. But there's also like a semi consignment store where you bring all of your stuff and your kids, it's usually, it's selling just kids things. And they will, you, you give your bag of stuff, they look it over, they decide what they want to buy from you, they give you an offer for to buy it from you on the spot, and then you got to take everything, everything back. Yeah. Um, that one's, so those seem good, but those are also take time. Like you, you might go there and they would just give it all back to you. You know, yeah, you spend an right, afternoon over there right. packing it all up, go over there, see what they'll take, not take. So the ideal scenario for me would be just to take take everything. If you sell it, yeah, give me a check. If you don't, 
throw it away or donate it or something like yeah. that. That would be the ideal consignment scenario right. for me. Totally. So, you know? And there's a store that does that. Well, they seem to do that. I'm getting when I I remember doing it, and yeah, they took the stuff and and they sent you a check. I, I mean, that's rad. I believe they did. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but here's the other thing I remember about that one is very specific intake times, very hard to get to. Kind of you had to wind around a couple different things, hard to find parking. And so every time I think about doing it, I think about how hard it was to actually drop the stuff off. Oh yeah. Had to make sure yes. they were open. You know, and it's like, man, I got to really plan for this. Yeah. We have like a Goodwill type place, like right by our house. And it's kind of the same thing. Their operating hours of accepting donations is limited. And Mm. so we end up driving around with stuff in the back of our car for weeks, you know, just trying to get a time where we can just pop in. And it's like two blocks away, but it's not always open when, when we want to go by. Um, all right. So I want to switch gears here and do a round of. Why did you buy that? Can you make up a intro music for that real quick intro sound? <laughs> the only noises I have <laughs> are coming from this morning. Okay. Why'd you buy that? Boop, boop. <laughs> that sounds like here we go. <laughs> Pulling up weekly. Let's see what we got. Okay. So if you're new to the pod, uh, we're the co-founders of weekly. And so um, weekly is an app where you can either manually input or download from your bank your transactions and they all go into a weekly view of of your spending so why'd you buy that is dan and i try to pick something from our weekly spending and discover the motivations behind our spending and just kind of do a little brief money diary on that particular purchase so dan i hand it off to you all right well um I got a pretty short list of transactions for this exact week. So I'm going to go with the very first transaction, which was $7 worth of donuts on Saturday. Ooh, donuts. So I say I say the first transaction and on Saturday because I'm using Weekly's new feature of changing the day oh. that my week starts on. Oh, <laughs> we are going to get into that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But just so you know, that was my first transaction for the week which was on Saturday. So uh, we went to uh, a donut shop. What was it called? Um, Don't even remember the name of the store, but it was here in Durham. Monuts? And it wasn't Monuts. I I feel like I had time in it. Time. Is it? Daylight. It wasn't Daylight Donuts because that's like a generic brand. It was was, uh, some other donut store that that was not a... A chain, right? So we wanted to go get some donuts specifically from somewhere that was like just making their own donuts in house. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we went there and there were five donuts left, maybe six. Mm. And this was like 1130 and we hadn't been there before. You know, sometimes donut shops, they, they run out and then they just close up. So it said that they close at two, but obviously whenever they're out of food, then they just close up shop. So Mm. we were like, this is all you got. Yeah. So we bought a few donuts we bought like three because the bulk of them were coconut and that's mm. like, yeah, I don't know. Dried coconut's not totally my thing. Mm. So then, um, as we were eating the donuts, the guy was like, Hey, I'm closing up. Do you guys want these last few? And he just gave us, gave him <laughs> the, the donuts in the bag for free. With coconut? The coconut <laughs> yeah, ones? The coconut ones. <laughs> did you eat and them? they turned out to be pretty good. Okay. I did. I ate them. <laughs> 
So uh, who was we? It's you and the yeah, girls? Yeah, me and, and Anna and the and Susie Fair our daughters. Okay. Yeah, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was good. That yeah. was like a, a great way to kick off the week. And you were just where you were going out and saying we're going to spend some family time. Yeah, getting some donuts. Is this something you do normally or not? Was really? A no, occasion? this was kind of a one-off. Uh, part of the thinking was we're going grocery shopping, and uh, my wife engaged. Uh, our kids to help make the grocery list while we were eating donuts. Okay. So that they, um, you know, there's a whole thing with parents and kids, like parents buy the food and then kids complain about it and it's kind of a challenge. So she's like getting them a little bit more involved in that process. That sounds good. Which, you know, works out good. If like the kids help pick the food, then they're more likely to eat it and not complain. How about you? What do you Uh, got? Well, I got an expensive one. Okay. Yeah. uh, It's my anniversary. Oh, this, yeah. happy anniversary. Thank you. 20 years. No way. 20 That's a big years. One. Yeah, 2020. No, it was 20 <laughs> years. So you got married in 2000? Yeah, I got married in 2000. Nice. Uh, and just a little note, funny thing. We got married on January 29th, 2000. And I was just seeing online, they were talking about the huge snow of January 25th, 2000. So there was a 20-inch snow four days before we were supposed to get married here oh my goodness. in the Triangle. 20 inches. It was like the That's biggest like... snow in the Triangle ever. And we threw a wedding four days later, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It seems like no one would even be able to get around. Yeah. 20 inches is like weeks worth of like people not going on the roads <laughs> yeah. out here. So I'm, you know, I'm su- in reflecting just super appreciative of the people who made it to the wedding because yeah. it was not easy to get there. And then when we left, we were in a limo, but the limo was on ice, right? It no was crazy. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were, were there some guests that weren't able to attend yes. because of the yes. weather? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Yeah. So anyway, I have uh, a charge here for Three hundred and twenty-six dollars. So I'm taking my good. wife out. Uh, we're going to Asheville for the weekend, and that's where that money is going. So good, you know? a little getaway. Yeah, a little getaway. That's awesome. But it does bring up the subject of when you have a big purchase like this, and you're trying to budget on a weekly basis. You know, this might blow out your budget for the week, and I you just let it be a rollover into the next week, I guess. Or hopefully, you've saved up some rollover. Yep. Yeah, definitely. One of the things Anna and I did for Christmas that worked out well this past year was set up a recurring expense that was uh, $1,500 annually. And so all throughout last year, we were spending a little bit less each week. And then when December rolled around, we just put $1,500 as an income transaction into our weekly amount and then just ate away at that as we bought Christmas presents and gifts and everything. Yeah, cool. All right, cool. Let's take a quick bake. <laughs> let's take a quick bake. Have Thanks ourselves out. some donuts. <laughs> no, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive deeper into these new features. And uh, yeah, we'll discuss that. Budgeting Redefined. I'm Drew Adams. I'm here with Dan Seataller. And here's part two of episode 10. I wanted to talk about some two major features that you have been working on and you've launched into the app recently, um, requested by our customers. And let's, let's dive in. One is the ability to look at past transactions 
and two is to um, adjust the start date of your week. So go ahead and dive in. Yeah. So uh, the first one, like like Drew said, the ability to view uh, prior transactions on prior weeks. Um, you can access this feature on the tracker page, which is the first page that will pull up uh, in the app with the icon on the bottom left, the little credit card. Uh, and then on the top right of the screen, there will be the date range of the current week. And there's a little uh, background color there that you can tap on that will open up the week's history modal. So in this modal, you'll be able to see all of your past weeks, uh, the date range for the week, and the ending balance that you ended on. So uh, that'll be the same number that you see um, right front and center, the safe to spend when you're viewing a particular week. So you can uh, look into this page, tap on any previous week, and it'll load the data for that week. Um, you'll see your, your ending safe to spend balance, all the transactions for that week. Uh, and then there'll be a banner up at the top telling you how many weeks back you are. And, and you can tap on that banner to return right back to where you were today. Um, so uh, oh, one other thing to mention on the feature is the, the rollover indication. So rollover is kind of an interesting thing. I, I'd be interested on, on uh, any feedback from users, how and when they use the rollover. Uh, kind of the idea and conception of it in my mind was uh, if you try to leave the rollover on, uh, particularly if you're if you're overspending on a week, then that gives you the opportunity to reduce your spending in the subsequent weeks and catch up and, and ultimately stay within your budget. Um, it may not be uncommon to overspend um, on a particular week or, or you know, not... Um, and write it uh, within your budget. And uh, if you do spend less on a subsequent week, then ultimately you're, you're in the clear. You've, you've spent less uh, than you had available or, or less than, yeah, was available to you. And so um, that's a, a critical concept. And so the idea of keeping the rollover off as much as possible, um, I think is, is important. Now, if you have extra money and you just want to keep it stored away in your bank account, then you can turn the rollover off at the end of a week if you haven't spent everything. And then you'll just start uh, with your regular allowance at the new week. Um, the rollover indication on the, on the modal will display between two weeks. So if you ended a certain week and then you turn the rollover off on the next week to start fresh, then you'll see that rollover off indicator in between the two weeks. Mm -hmm. And why did we build this feature, right? What's it, what's it, what's it good for the, the, you know, the main idea of weekly is to keep you focused on what you can safely spend now, but we found that customers were asking to see previous weeks. Yeah. So what's the, what's the use of being able to go back and look at other weeks you think? Yeah, I think there's a, a, a few reasons. One for sure is, um, uh, I think, I think there, there can be the case where you may want to double check to make sure you got all your transactions entered in for the prior week. For sure. Um, so you just go look at the last week, make sure everything looks good. We try to encourage that with uh, the way we start new weeks with like the week in review modal. You check all your spending and like kind of give users a chance to become present and make sure that they've input their transactions. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, certainly you may want to be able to review that. Uh, an additional uh, feature or, or advantage of this layout is being able to see your ending balance over weeks yes. and um the the rollover indication is uh a little bit starker than 
the other background color. So it really makes it easy to see at a glance how many weeks in a row you've gone without turning your rollover off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see, you know, yeah, you may be overspending 30 or $40 every week, but you're, you're keeping your rollover on and you're, you're tapering down your spending in subsequent weeks. And u- ultimately you're, you're in the clear. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it. For sure. I think for sure. Like, as you can go and look at these past weeks and see how you're doing, like, how are you comparing? Are you getting better? Or is it staying stable? Or are you, are you spending more? And we talk a little bit about the usefulness of um, there's mindfulness in the current week's spending. And then there is taking a second to look at past behaviors so that you can help inform or when you're being mindful and current behaviors say, oh, this is what I've done in the past and I'm doing it again, you know, yeah. and, and I want to change or. I'm good with this. I love spending money on donuts, right? For, yeah. <laughs> with my right. kids and my family, it's important. It's good. Let's keep it. Let's keep it up. And I have the money to do it. You know? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And so before this release, you really couldn't see how well you had done in previous weeks. But now you get to you can compare. You can scroll down and just get a quick view. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's part of like like Drew's saying the the main priority of weekly is to help people stay within the budget and whatever happened in previous weeks has already happened. You already spent that money. So there's nothing you can do to change that. Um, although, uh, this feature kind of helps make that, make you more aware of that so that you can have a better perspective going forward. Um, so yeah, you know, we hope you like it. We're interested in feedback again. I'd love to hear if people have a different perspective on how they, they, um, use the rollover feature. Um, but yeah, that's it. Okay. So the second major feature was the ability to change what day you start your week on. And I think this one has probably been the most requested feature. Um, so it's, can you talk about that for a second? Yep. Yeah, that's a big one. So um, uh, it's interesting. The name of our app, Weekly Budgeting, lends itself just in terms of marketing and searching for people that get paid on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's uh, a good percentage of our users that do get paid on a weekly basis. And so they're kind of naturally already thinking about budgeting on a weekly basis, which is a little bit uh, interesting to me because the real intention of weekly or, or part of the underlying principle is to separate your spending from your cash flow. So whether you get paid on a monthly basis, whether you get paid biweekly or weekly, uh, it doesn't really matter because weekly um, averages your spending, your um, income, and your recurring expenses, and then just gives you a weekly number. So you don't have to get paid on a weekly basis. But I do think a lot of our users uh, do get paid on a weekly basis and like the idea of starting a week on the day they get paid, uh, which is fine. Uh, other users like myself, uh, I'm, I get paid uh, twice a month, so it doesn't really have any um, relationship to weeks, but, uh, I found it, uh, more, more enriching to my own life to have a fresh budget on Saturday when we're going to the grocery store, we're Uh, doing activities and like, that's really where we want flexibility. And then, you know, uh, Sunday we're, we're usually doing church and other things. And then Monday through Friday, we can kind of get by if we don't have, a, a lot of extra money, right? We're, we're doing school, we're doing uh, work, we're doing other activities that have already been paid for. And we're, uh, it's easier to cut back, you know, we eat at home and, and that, that works for us. So that was the, 
uh, impetus for the feature. Lots of people requesting it, and that makes sense. You can start your week on Monday through Friday. Now, the the implementation was a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. because if you start, uh, if you're a current weekly user, you start your weeks on Sunday, and you change to a Wednesday then that has an effect on how much you can spend this week. So if it's if it's Sunday and you just started your week, for example, and you change your week start date to Wednesday, then your next week is going to start in Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So you have three days uh, in the current week before a new week starts. And so um, part of building out this feature was building in uh, an adjustment to the allowance for the current week when you change your start day. And then making that um, allowance adjustment visible to users so that it makes sense. Right. right? And, w- and this only applies to current users who then have put transactions in and then adjust the start date of their week. Yep. If you're coming in brand new, then you'll just start off on the first day of your week. Right. Correct? Yeah. And that, that may change in the future um, because... Uh, Drew and I haven't talked about this. This is live. We're doing it live live. on the podcast. But one of the things I was thinking is, um, uh, I think it can be a little weird for users to uh, jump into weekly fresh, Mm -hmm. a new user. They want to start their week on a Friday, let's Mm -hmm. say, and it's Tuesday. Mm. And so we basically can prompt users to input transactions from since last Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and today. Mm-hmm. Or we could start them on Tuesday and just have that first week be a short week. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, like so, that yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But, but yeah, currently, um, uh, any new users will, will uh, flow into the app and then, and then can make adjustments from there. Um, so let me tell you how to use the feature. Mm-hmm. This one's hidden away in the settings. So the bottom uh, right button the three dots tap on that and then scroll down to the account section and at the top of that you'll see a week start day with a yellow calendar icon and it'll have your currently selected start day so you just tap on that um, little link there you'll get a pop-up says week start day pick a day to start your week so it'll have the the currently selected day highlighted in green um, and you just tap on any other day uh, when you do tap on another day, you'll get this uh, little window that says that your active week will finish a certain number of days early, and your allowance for this week will be adjusted to and give you a new dollar amount based on the number of days that will be in your current week. Um, so that hopefully uh, makes sense to people, you know, because you've already started. If you're getting to this page, you've already started a week, and so adjusting the day will reduce the number of days in the week. Uh, so you just tap Save. That'll save and then and then disappear. And then you go back over to the tracker tab and you'll see a banner at the top that says this week only has uh, however many days and that your allowance has been adjusted. And you'll see that allowance amount right on the bar underneath the safe to spend uh, will be a lower number than the allowance amount you'll see at the bottom of the recurring page. So if you tap on the little circle with an arrow right next to the uh, credit card at the bottom... Uh, you'll see your your regular allowance amount. So hopefully that makes sense to people and and makes it uh, easy to uh, change the week start date without overspending, right? So because we're doing those calculations, you're you're sure to sit, stay within your budget. Yeah, fantastic, man. Good good job, good work. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can email us at support at weeklybudgeting.com. and also. Uh, as on a final note, I wanted to talk about 
um, money diaries. So what we do on this podcast when we're talking about why'd you buy that, we're really trying to uncover the values and motivations of spending money and being mindful about spending money and the joy that it really brings about being mindful when you're spending your money so you don't feel anxious about it. Like, do I have the money to spend right now? No, you do. And it's good and everything's fine. Um, So... There is this feature shot on Refinery29, which is a website, so shout out to them. But they do this thing called Weekly Money Diaries. And people write in where they live, what their salaries are, and then what they spend on their recurring basis, and then how they spend their weekly leftover allowance. And it's both educational in terms of you get to see how people spend their money, and it's also kind of instructive to it's self-revealing right so you get you get to see how people spend their money it makes you feel good about spending your own money in your own ways on things that you that you value and it's such a huge like crossover with what exactly weekly does so it got me to thinking that we would love to hear from you our listeners and the app users your own money storage your own personal money diaries and so if you're using weekly or even not using weekly, but you want to would like to share how you're spending money on a weekly basis and what motivates you and pull your own why'd you buy that and tell us about them, please send them on to support at weeklybudgeting.com and then we uh, will uh, you know read them and then hopefully use them on our website and post them to our Facebook page and we can start to create a community of people who want to interact and just sort of talk about money and talk about values and all that good stuff. Yeah, I think that's going to be so interesting. I, I hope we get some people that are that are willing to share and take the time. Uh, like you say, I think it can be kind of self-revealing uh, to give a little bit of context to your transactions and you know what you bought, when you bought it, what the discussions were, maybe if you've got a partner or not. You know what what that dynamics like, um, and seeing all that uh, pull together, I think is uh, is really interesting and fun. Cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Let me give a shout-out to Aquafino, who we're playing here in the background. You can find them on Spotify. And, again, if you want to download the app, you want to give it a shot, we're on the iPhone right now. Um, and you can go to weeklybudgeting.com, and you can click on the button that you see there to download the app. And, come on, join the community. Get in, man. The water's warm. <laughs> <laughs> we're also ranking pretty well for uh, weekly budget. So if you just go into the app store, you search weekly budget, we're the second result. Uh, hopefully, uh, sooner than later, we'll be number one. But yeah, weekly budget on the app store or weeklybudgeting.com. We'd love to have you. Okay. And that's it for this this podcast, <laughs> Budgeting Redefined. Thank you for listening.